1: G'day everyone, welcome back to the Sports Ethos New Orleans Pelicans podcast. I am your host, Lyle Swithenbank. This is a Sports Ethos presentation, sportsethos.com, go and check it out. Uh, There's plenty going on over there, uh, particularly as we head up to the Christmas season and uh, fantasy and real-time basketball and NFL and all the other sports that we cover over there now we are all in full swing, so go and check it out and uh, yeah, Enjoy the new and improved coverage and expanded coverage. And uh, if you're a premium subscriber, you can go and sign up to the Discord. Um, If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, I am at LyleSwithenBank, L-Y-L-E-S-W-I-T-H-E-N-B-A-N-K. At Ethos Pelicans, E T H O S Pelicans is the show. Go and give us both a follow, that'll be fantastic. And if you've got time on your Apple device, um, or wherever you get your podcasts, so we're on just about everything, you can um, be fantastic if you'd go and uh, give us a rate and review, uh, particularly if it's five stars. We like when we get uh, good feedback. So if you want to go and do that for us, it helps us grow, and uh, we appreciate all of the support to date. Uh, We're going in for a big month again, and uh, that's with the Pelicans not doing so well. So firstly, where have I been? Uh, It's been a flat-out week, started my new job, so uh, we're adjusting to all of that, uh, as well as uh, a lot of family stuff over the weekend, and... uh, Yeah, a few Christmas parties and the like as we get this time of year. And um, yeah, so I just unfortunately did not get one out across the weekend. But we're going to recap all that has happened. And it was an absolute jam-packed weekend right through from the Denver game. We had the Detroit win and then also the San Antonio Spurs game and the Big Zion news, which we might kick off with um, in a few moments. But before that, I have to thank our sponsors. Firstly, mybookie.ag. On the third page of the sign-up, use the code HOOPBALL, and that'll give you a deposit match. I think it varies as you increase uh, the different amounts you want to put in there, but uh, you will get a deposit match for whatever you put in there. We love it. Uh, In addition, manscaped.com. Use the code HOOPBALL20 at checkout. Get yourself 20% off and free shipping. I'm sure they've got Christmas deals and everything else going on at the moment. So go and check all of that out uh, because we love it. And uh, we love when you support our people that support us. So we appreciate that. Um, And the big one that's happened uh, is the brand new daily fantasy partner at Sports Ethos. Thrive Fantasy. Prop up with Thrive Fantasy on their mobile app or at thrivefantasy.com. Use code ethos, E-T-H-O-S. When you sign up to get a 100% deposit match bonus on your first deposit, up to $100 plus either two or four free game tickets to play, pick player props on the biggest names, playing every night, score points when your props hit. And the players with the most monies, uh, with the most points win a share of the nightly prize money. You're laughing. And check out our Sports Ethos DFS team or podcast for advice on winners. Again, that code is ethos over at thrivefantasy.com. Okay. So, thank you to the sponsors, uh, as we know. Now, let's kick it off. So, over the weekend, we unfortunately got the devastating news that Zion Williamson's foot has regressed. Uh, well, he's still suffering the sa- uh, the soreness in that uh, broken foot. It has not healed quite as well as we would have hoped. And we all, I know we talked about the Detroit game being his target return date. That has been uh, pushed right back. He's being shut down for the time being as he rehabs uh, that broken foot. And um, he's still experiencing soreness. Uh, the sources tell Shams and Will Guillory of The Athletic. Um, there was an official update of update that came out on Twitter that was yesterday and, um, it showed a bit of regression in the bone healing and official release from the Pelicans announced, um, and as a result, the volume and intensity of his training will be reduced for an extended period to al- help allow for further bone healing. Additional updates will be provided as warranted. So let's kick off with that. Let's unpack it before we get into any of the, um, the, the game reviews and the like, um, so, what does this mean? Well, it means, firstly, Zion Williamson is um, hes done uh, for the foreseeable future. We don't know when he's coming back. There hasn't been any uh, announcements, subsequent announcements as to how he's going. He hasn't spoken to the media, and he's not entitled to under the uh, collective bargaining agreement. Injured and inactive players don't have to front the media. Uh, so, he um, is basically... He's gone underground. We haven't we haven't heard from him um, since the announcement, which it, it is disappointing. It was, honestly, it was foreshadowed um, in Chris Connor's uh, spaces after the Detroit win. There's, there was talk that the uh, the the main guys that cover the Pels were all together um, after the game, having a chat and on their phones, and you know that's getting announcements and the like is, oh, I suppose um, updates as to that status. And it looked like it was going to be pretty ominous news. Now. What it means for the team is that we have to adapt, because there was always this, I suppose, lingering hope that Zion was going to come back and lead us to the promised land, and we were going to look like a a consistent basketball team and have your all-star back, your, your franchise cornerstone. Unfortunately, it looks like it's going to be pushed back. Hopefully, it's not. I mean, the season, uh, I mean, how do we know? Uh, we don't, but um, yeah, he, he is to be shut down. And, and, and now, I mean, our, our hope all lies with Mr. Brandon Ingram, who has been fantastic. He has been our absolute uh, cornerstone in the last few uh, weeks and well, for the whole season, really, besides when he had that sore hip himself. But uh, he has been huge. And, you know, when he signed that five-year extension with no player options, he... Um, he said, I want to be here. I want to be here for five years. And, um, you know, he's, he's repaying us in spades in that, uh, for that, um, that big contract. And, you know, he's our all-star and we have to put out our, our faith in him to, for our success. Now, the issue is at the moment is that the supporting cast is just not really consistent. he, We've been decimated, I mean, with Kyra just looking like he was going to come good, and then he's out now for the season with the torn ACL and the um, sprained MCL, which I hate to see, uh, so he's also done, and with two of your young guys that were your two top draft picks in your last two drafts, you're really looking at... at I don't know. Do you do you blow the season up? Do you the trade deadline or the trade opening for those uh, players signing the off opens in two days? So do the Pelicans make a splash? Do they try to use that seventeen million dollar trade? Exce- uh, yeah, trade exception. I don't know. Surely, otherwise it expires at the end of the year. So you really need to be aware as to what this team needs. Do we have faith in David Griffin to be able to land some players that are able to help Brandon? Or is he going to blow the whole thing up and, and, and move on from guys like Devontae Graham or, or um, Jonas Valanciunas, which you don't want to see because these guys have been fantastic for us. They've been the perfect personality fits. But, you know, what do you do? Do you do you swing for the fences? I think the main thing we need to do is is play the youth. I think we need to get games into guys like Trey, Trey Murphy. I think even Jackson Hayes, you've got to give another go um, and just see what they can do. I, I know we're trying to win games, and I know Willie wants to win games as well, Willie Green, that is. As a first-year coach, you don't want to be coming in and, and tanking or anything like that. And I don't condone tanking. I think it, it's it's bad for the fans. It's bad for the for the look of the franchise. But at the same time, you're sitting there going, well, it's not tanking to play the youth. You know, OKC's been doing it and just keep hitting on franchise cornerstones. Been, Josh Giddy looks like an absolute stud, who, by the way, I was calling that for months, but anyway... Um, I won't toot my own horn too hard Uh, You know, SGA they've got over there They've got a whole heap of young guys That they just keep uncovering Another team that completely nailed a rebuild It looks like is Memphis Grizzlies They've been hitting flat out And you know, they've been winning I think they're fourth in the West now And they don't even have Jar Morant So, you know, it is possible to be able to do it But I think you need to get games And put trust in your rookies And your young guys And get them reps because when the time comes that we need to be winning, those guys need to be, no, they need to be developed and seasoned NBA players. Because as soon as Zion comes back, it's competition time. It's time to start winning. So whether that's this season or next season, we don't know. But uh, we we definitely have to be able to. We definitely have to be able to work out. Um, what the plan of attack is for the rest of the season. And now that you're a quarter of the way in, just over a quarter of the way in, I think we played our 30th game today, um, or just short of, I think we might be 29th game. It really is a time where you have to sit back and assess, particularly with the opportunity to be able to obtain players by using that trade exception. Um, and, and there's a few young pieces there. You know, Sadoransky is still not showing anything. Um, he's so sporadic as to whether or not he wants to shoot the ball that it, it hurts, and I think they need to they need to work it out. We're now bottom of the west, eight and twenty-one. So we played twenty-nine games, pardon me. And while we're five and five in the last ten, you can't continue on this win one, lose one, win one, lose one, because you're so far in the hole it just doesn't get you where you need to go. And you know, what would we say? The the minimum, the pass mark was to make the play in. And without Zion, well, you know, does that then change? Do we want to be at the bottom? Um, particularly if it means we get to hold on to that uh, that lottery pick that was there attached to Devontae Graham. Who knows, but... There is a big, big decision to make by David Griffin, Trajan Langdon, uh, Langdon yeah, when that ability to uh, make trades happens. And I hope, I hope they don't give up more assets to obtain uh, plug-and-play guys. Now, we need to... Put the team in a position for, to quote David Griffin, sustained success. And that's what we need to see. It is 100% what we need to see. We need to see moves that uh, hint that that is the, the way forward. So we'll see what happens. But um, disappointing news about Zion. At the moment, we put our faith in Brandon and JV and, and Devontae and the guys that have been playing. Herb Jones still looks fantastic. And, um, and we hope, then Josh Hart as well, can't not mention him. He's been fantastic. Uh, we just need to get him some help. Maybe we'll win some more games and maybe string a couple together. Who knows? But uh, it's definitely a time where the season is evaporating quickly before our eyes. And now that we know that Bre- uh, Zion's probably not coming back for some uh, for an extended period of time, well, we just need to get as many wins as possible. Or we just play the young guys. That's, that's basically where we're at. That's that's the two options. So we'll see what happens. So before we get into the game reviews, uh, I would like to thank the. Oh, but actually, I'd like to um, ask that you go and follow Ethos Fantasy BK E T H O S Fantasy BK on Twitter. Uh, it's the single most dominant basketball and fantasy newsfeed on earth. Get all your NBA news in one handy Twitter feed. It's faster than the competition and provides more analysis too. Again, that's at ethosfantasybk, letter B, letter K, on Twitter. Go and follow it now. Okay, so the games. We'll start uh, with the Denver game. Unfortunately, we did not get one out a few days ago. So I think that was Thursday night. Or was it even Wednesday night? Years ago now, was it? Oh my gosh, I've left you guys hanging for so long. Uh, It was Wednesday night. We ended up falling short in overtime against a scrappy Nuggets team, 120 to 114. The Pelicans played their hearts out, but fell short. Uh, In the end, Nikola Jokic, the MVP, was uh, too dominant with 39 points, 11 rebounds, 11 assists, 17 to 23 shooting, and uh, we couldn't stop him. They were just incredible. He was... He dragged him the whole night. Um, when you're going to have an almost 40-point triple-double, what are you meant to do? You know, he's he's something else. And he didn't look comfortable. He really didn't. Um, but imagine imagine what it looks like how it feels to get an uncomfortable 39-point triple-double. So, you know, he was, he was unstoppable. Unfortunately, the rest of the team, Aaron Gordon chipped in. Will Barton with 20 points was their second leading scorer. Monte Morris at 11, but everyone sort of contributed. And and unfortunately, on our side of the ball, we just, uh, we weren't able to. And that was that was a game that Kyra Lewis Jr., as I mentioned before, tore his ACL. He's out uh, for the year, uh, and he came in and looked really scrappy. He looked like he was getting confident. He hit a three. He hit a little runner in nine minutes and then uh, blew his knee out on a non-contact, um, uh, Play where he just leapt off that right leg and the knee exploded. So that was pretty horrible. But um, guys like Nikhil stepped up. He had a, probably one of his best games for a while. Shot 6 of 10, 15 points. Ingram was quiet. in six. He had 16 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists, 4 steals. So we liked it on the defensive end, but the scoring just wasn't there. He was getting hammered. Only had 12 shots on the night. Um, Josh Hart had 12, 8 and 8 Valentunas 27-11. He was huge. He battled with Jokic all game. 19-7, three assists, one steal, two blocks for Herb Jones. It was a bit of a statement game for him with that on the offensive end. He was huge. He was hitting threes, hit two of two from three. He was, uh, he was everywhere. And uh, a couple of huge charges down the stretch. He was just, yeah, he was fantastic. And, um, you know, he went from strength to strength, as we'll talk about, in the Detroit game. Devontae Graham struggled again with his shot. 4 of 13, 12 points, 3 rebounds, 5 assists. And he really has been going through a little bit of a slump with his shooting. And people are questioning whether or not he should be uh, kept in the team and whether he's um, a good enough fit. Well, I want to put that to bed because I think he's a good fit. He's a good person. I think he's... um, When he's on, he's on. And he's, he's won us games. There's absolutely been games where he's won us. So I want to just dispel any of this... Devontae Graham, slander. I think he's a really good player, and um, I want to see him in the Pelicans jersey for a while. I think I do think the guards are struggling. I think we need some backup guards, or we need a true point guard. I think Devontae Graham is more of a scoring guy rather than a facilitator, even though he has those five assists. I think now that Zion's not coming back, we need a point guard, and there's got to be guys out there that we need to be able to go and get. And we saw some of those against the Spurs, perhaps a Derek White or even a Lonnie Walker who comes off the bench for him. He's looking pretty de- dangerous. They've got uh, Devin Vassell, who, you know, is another young guy. All these guys are struggling for minutes. If you've got too many guards, we'll give us one. You know, the Kings are doing the same thing. They've drafted guards in the last few drafts and they've got De'Aaron Fox sitting there, Buddy Heald. Well, we'll have them. You know, if we can get them cheap, they can have Sadoransky. That'll be all right. Um, but we'll see what happens. Uh, in terms of that. So we ended up falling short in overtime. We did fight. We fought the whole game uh, on a tip-in from Jonas to get us to overtime. And they just ran over us in the end. We ran out of legs. Uh, guys played big minutes. And it just was a bit disappointing. But that's okay. We'll get we'll get them the next game. Which we did. We proceeded to take on. Or back to the Smoothie King Centre. And we took on the Detroit Pistons. And defeated them 109-93. 93 The 4-21 Pistons versus the 8-20 Pelicans. Gosh, it was a scrap. Now, the Pels came out uh, firing. Uh, Just kidding. They were actually... They looked lackadaisical. That first half was just some of the worst basketball I've seen. Um, Detroit looked like they were going to run away with it. We let them basically have whatever they wanted, and uh, that just really wasn't good enough. Um, Disappointingly so... We started letting guys get whatever they wanted. You know, Cade Cunningham, obviously a good player, number one draft pick this year, um, was playing out of his skin. He was really handy. Uh, Sadiq Bey was hitting shots. He'd been shooting 22% for the whole year and started lighting him up in the first half. Jeremy Grant looked good. Um, Everyone was doing things. Trey Lyles um, and, and even Diallo off the bench. They're all getting comfortable. However, we sort of made the adjustments... At halftime, they had a um, uh, they they did come out to a bit of a start, and after the first quarter, it was thirty two to twenty five. Uh, we then started chipping away and and just settling down a little bit. Brandon Ingram was huge in this one. Uh, he finished with twenty six points, uh, three rebounds, five assists, and uh, really was the leader on the court. You know, with the uh, the all star numbers with the twenty six points. Uh, Josh Hart had fourteen and thirteen rebounds, five assists. He was huge. Herb Jones followed up a solid one with uh, 10 points, five rebounds, four assists, a block. Um, big JV leading the league in, in double doubles. He had 17, and 11, and you wouldn't uh, expect anything less from him at this point. And Graham's shooting struggles continued with three of nine shooting. He had nine points, four and four. And the off the bench with 14 points. He was doing some things, had a couple of steals as well, along with three rebounds and four assists. Um, the minutes at the backup point guard spot were taken up by Thomas Sadoransky. Uh He pretty much did nothing in um, 19 minutes of action. Garrett Temple was similar, and and Billy only made 18 minutes as well, but had six and seven. Uh, disappointing, really, for um, Satoransky taking those minutes, because, I mean, there is literally I guess no one else but we didn't see, well, we saw 2 minutes and 39 of garbage time of Trey Murphy and the same as guys like Alvarado uh, Najee Marshall, Jackson Hayes and, and even um, Clark who they just signed uh, from the G League uh, Gary Clark he um, he replaces uh, Diddy Lazada, who's obviously on the suspension at the moment for performance enhancing drugs and uh Yeah, we just didn't see much of it It was disappointing And and when you've got guys that have done nothing A.K.A. Sadoransky Well, you know, why wouldn't you play Nashi Or or even Jose or Trey Murphy Who were coming off good games with the squadron So, disappointing um, to not play the young guys We did win, um, and it was convincing And it, it came down to being able to make shots down the stretch You know um, Detroit sort of fell away. They weren't that impressive at all. Ended up shooting 38% for the whole 38% from the whole game to our 43. I mean, by no way were we uh, running them off the court, but ball movement was a big thing. 29 assists, smashed them in rebounds. We had 60, 60 rebounds to their 38, and uh, yeah, only had 14 turnovers on the night, which was good for us. They had 12, but you know, a win's a win. It was in front of the home crowd and everyone was up and about. And, uh, yeah, we hadn't discovered the, the Zion news as of then. So everyone was optimistic about the season. It was like, yep, let's string it together. Uh, we then had the Zion news, which was disappointing, as we talked about. And we took on the Spurs. And that was, well, it was this morning for me, but it was the um, the Sunday night game. We ended up falling short, 112-97 to in San Antonio uh, and again the starters, well three of the starters were good but we just didn't get contributions all around uh, unfortunately the uh, the guard play was pretty average besides Josh Hart and Akeel, they were pretty solid but Graham again struggled with his shot 3 of 11 and Sadoransky had 16 minutes and did absolutely nothing and you know he had three assists but Literally did nothing else. He, he was, it was pointless of him being out there. I don't know why he continues to get a game because he doesn't shoot. Um, he can't shoot, and when he and when he does have an opportunity to do a layup, he doesn't do it. He just does not attack the basket at all. And when you're six foot eight, well, use your size, mate. But I don't know. I'm, I'm probably hammering him too much. I have gone in on him on this episode, and I'm aware of that. But at the same time, you're the lead guard. We need some output, and you can't come and have a donut. Um, when you play in 16 minutes, it's just not good enough. Uh, Billy Hernan Gomez was good with 10 and 9 uh, off the bench in 15 minutes. The bloke, it's just about a double double every time he touches the court. We love it. Um, Brandon Ingram was huge, 27, no, seven rebounds, nine assists, one steal, nine, 11 of 25 shooting, um, but he missed all of his threes, which was disappointing. And uh, he even blamed himself in the post game, saying he missed a couple of open threes. Which he should have hit, but again, you know he's leading the team, uh, and no one else is there to to answer the rally. Jonas Valanciunas had um, 17 and 12, seven or 15 shooting. You know his percentages have dropped um, in recent times, and and uh, he struggled against guys like Eubanks and uh, and Jakub They were uh, they were too strong for him. Purtle had 24 and 12 against him. DeJounte Murray, Murray, pardon me, had 10, 12, and 10, another triple-double against us. And uh, Derek White, White, pardon me, flirted with a triple-double, 24, eight rebounds, nine assists, four steals, and a block. He was absolutely everywhere. Um, Even Keldon Johnson had 17, Doug McDermott had 13, and Lonnie Walker off the bench had 11. So these guys came out all competent guards, it appears, and and just touched us up. And they wanted to run. Um, They really blew it open in that uh, last quarter. It was 29 to 15. And it really happened when Brandon Ingram sat down. And that's the reality we're in now. There's no one there that picks up the slack on offense when Brandon goes and sits down. So he goes and has a rest at the start of the fourth quarter. We go from one point down to 15 in the space of about three minutes. And... You know, that's the reality we're in So at one point, at what point do we then sit back and say Well, hang on, we're only getting four minutes out of Trey Murphy um, You know, he was the, the least played player We're still getting 12 minutes out of Garrett Temple Sadaransky's doing nothing in his 17 minutes And we've got young guys sitting on the bench That just aren't even getting a run So, I don't know I think it may be time. I'm Like I've said earlier in this show and, and throughout, I'm not not keen on the tank, but if there's no set time for Zion to come back, it's about blooding youth and finding what assets you have. And if they play and then they become valuable and you realise they're not a long-term piece, then you can trade them because they have value. At the moment, we're, we're trying to sell um, snake oil, you know, and, you know, as a... Tip my hat to uh, all the names that I've called David Griffin throughout the journey, but he's a salesman, and how are you meant to sell something that people can't see. So I don't know. He needs to work out what he's going to do. And, um, it was a disappointing loss because you want to string a few together, but um, we're very good at winning one and then losing one. So let's hope we can turn that around. We got a couple of days off, and then we take on the Oklahoma City Thunder uh, there. One spot ahead of us with eight and eighteen in this uh, on the season, and um, yeah, we fall to eight and twenty-one. Uh, Thursday morning for me, Wednesday night uh, for um, the Americans, uh, and we are back in Oklahoma City. We're going to take them on over there, and uh, and hopefully we can have a crack because we lost to them last time, and you just you really can't. These this team is a bunch of kids. Um, i suppose we are as well but honestly this is one that, that you sort of have to go out and really have a statement you got to move the ball you got to play the system and and you've got to be uh you got to be ready to win so let's hope that happens we'll see what happens but um, i think i'm going to leave it at that it's a little bit longer than usual but uh, i had to catch up over all of the weekend um, and and weekend adjacent uh, action but I'll touch base with you after the Oklahoma City game. I have nothing on, so there will be a podcast very soon after. So, I'm going to wrap it up. This, is, as always, has been the Sports Ethos New Orleans Pelicans podcast. I am your host, Lyle Swithenbank. Go and follow us both on Twitter, at Lyle Swithenbank, at Ethos Pelicans. And I'll have a chat to you later on in the week. Bye for now.